Hello and welcome to Estate Matters, the podcast brought to you by Court Communications, the country's leading public relations agency specialising in landed estates and rural businesses. We work with clients across the UK to raise awareness and nurture support and advocacy for their work. This podcast is all about discussing the challenges they face and how effective communications can help. I'm your host, Anna Biles, a broadcaster of nearly 20 years and now Rural Affairs Specialist at Core Communications. In this episode of Estate Matters, we're joined by Athwena Irons. Athwena is the Farming and Rural Affairs Editor of the Western Morning News, where she's worked since 2013. Based in Cornwall, Athwena enjoys exploring the great outdoors with her dog or on horseback. Welcome to Estate Matters, Athwena. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm also joined by Philip Bowen. Philip was the former editor of the Western Morning News and now senior content writer at Core Communications. Hi, Philip. Hello. In this episode, we're going to discuss the value of getting coverage in traditional print media. But first, Athwana, I wanted to get to know you a little bit better and find out really why you chose to specialise in in agriculture and rural affairs. Funny story, I didn't actually. (laughs) Um, I wouldn't say that farming was on my radar to begin with, really. So I graduated from the University of Glamorgan, now University of South Wales, in 2013 with a first class honours in media communications and so after that went back home to Cornwall and was doing a bit of um, work experience and freelancing for the Western Morning News so mostly uh, equestrian that would have been my my first love so sending in reports and photographs that I'd taken and they were getting published which was lovely and got that first taste of seeing your byline in print and sort of to cut a long story short a a good friend of mine and former colleague at the Western Morning News Simon Parker he came to my house one day to tell me that the farming editor Peter Hall my predecessor was going to be retiring so that position would be coming up and my my initial thoughts were my goodness i don't really know anything about farming at all it's it's something that i've grown up with sort of living a very rural childhood and having my best friends being farmers so you'd go milking after school or lambing in the summer uh, but not something i knew anything about in great detail and simon sort of persuaded me to give this a crack and uh, put a word in with Bill Martin, the editor at the time, and got the role there as as trainee uh, farming and rural affairs reporter. So reporting into to Philip, who was farming editor. And yes, yeah, so kind of thrust in at the deep end a little bit, but wouldn't wouldn't change it. It was Fantastic. So 10 years down the line now, how have you found it? What's that been like as a a learning curve? I know a lot of people who are in the industry, as you say, grew up on farms. So like you described your friends milking after school. How has that been getting into the industry? As you say, a constant learning curve and farming is so diverse. There's something different to write about, something different to learn about every single day, working across sectors you know not specialized on dairy or beef so 
just as as journalists you sort of know a little about a lot of things <laughs> but uh, to get to know more about this industry is it's been fantastic and as a first job since graduating university uh yeah you couldn't couldn't wish for anything better really and do you still get that feeling now you described that first byline do you still get that feeling now after 10 years you do you do yeah and especially um I love my photography as well so when you've when you've put together like your own package of a feature shall we say and then photographs and see that all laid out in print and if you're lucky enough you might get a front page photo and yeah it does it really does give you that little sense of pride that you don't get online and philip over that 10 years that Athwen has been in the job the print industry has changed hugely Athwen a touch there on the the, the online the, the difference in the feeling when the stories online but that evolution of the online world has changed news and newspapers significantly, hasn't it? You know, the figures speak for themselves that I think print has declined even since 2012 into 2022 by something like 70% print sales are down. And that's across the whole of the, of the sector. So there's absolutely no question that, um, that you know, the landscape has, has completely changed, that news is online now even um, traditional titles that have gone online are not getting the same kind of readership as they once would have because people have gone to other sources of media to social media to um, you know, to sometimes quite unreliable and, and you know even um, uh, inaccurate sources but but the whole landscape has completely opened up so you know the days when there were a handful of national newspapers probably one or two regional papers in every region um, and they were the sort of font of all knowledge and information about that particular uh, region that they've long since disappeared um, but I think you know there is still a place for print and, and quite clearly what, what's happened I think is print readers are very loyal and so although the, the numbers have, have shrunk radically the quality in a way of your reader and their importance sometimes to advertisers has has been maintained because um because advertisers know that they are people often with some time to read, often with money to spend. They're still um, interested in, in, in the news and in, and in where they live. And so it's kind of helped in a way that despite the, you know, the fact that the, the numbers have gone down, the, um, the, 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 the medium is still has a place, I think, and, and it's still got a lot of value. And do you think it will always have that place? It's very hard to say that. I mean, people have been predicting, you know, the, the complete death of, of print in certainly printed newspapers for many years. I mean, I, I think newspapers sales have been in decline probably for almost the whole of my career. And I've been working as a journalist and now in PR for getting off 40 years. Um, but I think, you know, there is there is still each time we think, you know, Surely now the numbers are going to get so small that it's no longer viable to produce them. Um, you know, th things things just continue, and and I and, and so I do think there is a, a a future. I would say that there will always be a, a place for some kind of printed products. I think they're going to get more and more niche, uh, and that's where you know the market's going. Uh, and in a way, a newspaper like the Western Morning News and a job like Catherine does is a great illustration of that. You know, it's a specialism. It's for a reader who has got a particular interest in a particular area. 
And, and I think that's where, um, you know, the future lies in going down that narrower sort of route, but being better at what you do. And how do you find farmers are feeling at the moment? Because it does feel like, particularly with changes to government policy, there's been a lot of uncertainty and a lot of the goalposts moving. It's frustrating. Farming is a long-term business, even something like a dairy business. You put put a heifer in calf and then two years down the line, her calf, sorry, is hopefully going to be joining the milking herd. It's You're talking years in advance. And we're getting a little more certainty now um, with how these new payments are going to look. The sustainable farming incentive that's recently opened for applications and countryside stewardship and things like that. But at the same time, the basic payment scheme is still reducing. So come next year, 2024, there'll be a 50% reduction in what farmers receive you know at the end of the year so that's that's massive um and they just as you said they just want a bit of certainty and to be able to plan for the future and philip i think it's probably i can say this coming from a farming family farmers sometimes do get a bit of a bad rep for moaning you know they like to moan about the weather they like to moan about the cost of things how do we go about shifting that because we talk about the issues of an aging population in agriculture and wanting to get more people into farming do you think we need to shake that reputation of farmers being a little bit of a grump in order to make more people want to join the industry yeah i think i think the you know the way the the industry is presented by people like us in, in in communications, you know, is important and can have a, 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 a we could have a more positive impact in that way, definitely. I mean, I, I think when I was doing the job that Athwena does now, I found there's an understandable sort of level of frustration in the farming community. And I think it's partly born of the fact that there's a lack of appreciation in this country generally, I think, about the production of food and the management of land. I think people take food for granted. You know, we almost never have a situation where you go to the shops and there isn't the food that you want to buy. And it's it's also, although people would disagree given the cost of living crisis, but it's also pretty cheap. And so it's it's kind of not something that people spend a lot of time thinking about. And I think farmers feel that frustration because, you know, they work hard. I mean, we're recording this in the South Hams in Devon, quite near where I live. And, the, you know, the farmers here, they're very, very busy. You know, they're, they're doing a, a, their, their best. And, you know, I think... You know, you see people complaining about maybe hedges being flailed or footpaths temporarily being blocked because machinery is at work or whatever. And you can see the, the frustration. So I think some of the, the concerns are justified. But I think we've got to get over that and and talk about the very positive things that, that farmers do. And, you know, farmers can help themselves in that way. And the, and the moves towards things like regenerative farming, which we've seen being carried out by some of the states that we represent at, at CORE, um, you know, those kinds of moves which improve the environment, you start to see lifts in, in, in the numbers of, of threatened species. That's all helps to change the image, maybe encourage more people to, um, to, to get into the industry. Do you think that disconnect between the general public and the understanding of the farming community and where food comes from is is improving? I read an article in the Waitrose magazine. They did a farming takeover and they were talking about actually people now love watching 
farming programs and listening to farming. I mean, we've all talked about Jeremy Clarkson and Clarkson's farm and the effect that has. And just this week, I turned on the TV one evening and there were farming programs on the BBC and Channel 5 at the same time. Do you think that kind of coverage, whether it be on TV, in newspapers, is helping to you know, improve people's understanding of, of land management and food production? I think so. Yeah, certainly. It's, you know, it's never a bad thing, is it? It's, as you said, raising awareness. And uh, I think consumers already do have a trusted relationship with farming and they do want to support UK producers. I mean, you only have to look online to see there's various surveys out there that suggest overwhelmingly that people, the public believe that farming is really important to the economy. Um, so anything we can do to raise awareness of, of what goes on behind the farm gate is is great. And uh, f- some farmers, are th- I think that's something that I've seen um, through work. Not all farmers are great self-publicists. There's a lot of farmers that would rather just keep their head down and and get on with with the day's work which is which is absolutely fine but equally so there's a lot of fantastic farmers out there on social media on on television um that are that are fantastic at putting putting the word across and Philip, for for you and I, who have both sat where Athwinner is now as rural affairs journalists, now working in public relations, I mean, for me, it's certainly been an eye opener about how important it is for farmers, for landowners, for land managers to take control of the information they're putting out. And you know, you can't expect people to be advocates of what they're doing unless they advocate for them for themselves. And I think for me, and I, I don't know if I speak for you, that's been an eye opener for me. These stories don't just happen; they don't just appear in the Western Morning News. There has got to be a proactive campaign from the people who are farming or or managing the land to to get their story out there definitely yeah they uh, and and that can be you know difficult because as Athwena says you know not all farmers are great self-publicists and and often uh, and we've discussed this before Anna that that they often don't see the interest that there will be if if only you could bring it to the public in in what they do but there is a fascination with it and these those myriad television programs books all of the sort of information that's out there now about farming that people are uh, devouring is definitely you know evidence of of people's interest in in the countryside generally and then in in what goes on in so Philip we talked earlier a little bit about you know cuts in the in the newspaper industry how important is it for PR agencies like us to provide stories that are really print ready and what they are looking for for their audience that's absolutely vital I would say and and speaking with my previous hat on as editor of the morning news um, I was becoming quite desperate for good content as time went on because you know, it, it stands to reason that if the um, the revenue of the title is declining through newspaper sales decline, then you're going to have to lose staff. And that's what's happened across the print sector um, over the past 10 years or more. And so you need content to keep being able to fill the paper. The Morning News is really lucky and, and really far-sighted in having some a specialist like Athwena in a role which is really important for their readership. But I think it's important too that uh, agencies like Core understand 
what the morning news needs to meet its uh, readers' uh, expectations and then provides that in a way that, with hopefully minimal intervention at the sort of editing end, can be uh, in the paper. And I think that's been a big change in journalism over the past decade or more, where it was once a matter of some pride among journalists that you didn't use PR agencies' copy, you changed it often for the sake of it and to put your own name on it. Now I think you know there's there's no um, there's no shame if you like in using well written copy from a source that you trust, dealing with an issue that you know is important to your readers, uh, and that in, in essence I think is is the kind of transition hopefully I've made from from journalism into PR. You know I'm essentially providing some of the content that I would have received as editor um, and I sort of know hopefully what it is they want and they'll obviously tell me if it isn't so uh, no I think it's absolutely crucial it's really as as, as, uh, it's important to keep the print sector going and and that's one of the things that we do. And Athwana 10 years into the job you must get to know people in the industry from events and and the county shows and, and everywhere that you attend are they people who you have in your mind when you're doing stories that they are your audience and they are part of the community you're writing for yeah and certainly um specializing straight away when i joined in 2013 um rather than being a general news reporter where maybe you're going here and there for a story just focusing on that one subject you do very quickly build up um a book of contacts so if i need a comment about beef farming or uh, veg production you just you know in your mind the person to go to over 10 years I've built up a wonderful book of contacts and also what's been lovely about this job um, people that you do features on not not everybody but there are quite a few people that they become genuine friends and um, you know, we meet up from time to time um, every year. And what's, yeah, it's really lovely. And then when they've maybe got a development in their business, they'll come back to me. And I just don't think you'd get that with general news. Yeah, farming for the morning news, it's such a flagship topic for us and really proud to be able to champion that. Uh, through our through our weekly pages and previous article series that we've done we also have a little monthly supplement and I think despite the challenges as with any industry trading's been tough and the pandemic and cost of living crisis it's yeah it's it's hit us really hard but despite those challenges we myself (laughs) are still out there in the farming community I mean I've been to 12 county and one day shows throughout the summer and sort of got a packed autumn calendar to come all the uh, winter prime stock shows and I think you'd be genuinely hard-pressed to find another newspaper in the whole country that's a big statement, I know, but that covers farming to the extent that we do. It's, yeah, it is massive for us. And we have such a loyal readership. And yeah, hopefully we continue to give them what they want to a high editorial standard. 
How do you think we go about getting farmers, landowners, land managers to be better advocates of their work and to shout about it? I mean, you talk there about some of the contacts you've nurtured who've now become friends and will come to you when there's a development in their business. The others who are sort of going about their business quietly and maybe are a little bit misunderstood or just aren't shouting about what they're doing. How can we encourage farmers that it's okay, it's good to talk about what they're doing, it's good to engage with their local communities about how they're farming? How can we do that? How do we do it? As as being from a farming background yourself, Anna, you can't, if, if a farmer doesn't want to do something, you can't force them. But <laughs> um, again, I think certainly what I've learned from my job it's all about trust and building up that relationship that's something that I really struggled with to start with taking over from Peter Hall um, who'd done it for 13 years completely different chalk and cheese you know a, a man great character in his 60s compared to this you know young 20-something female. And, uh, yeah, so that took an awful lot of time to build up that trust and just prove yourself that you can do it. And I think once once you've got that relationship with, with the farmers and they know you're all right, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I genuinely think that farmers are some of the most... Yeah, like we said earlier, they do get a bit of a rep sometimes for, for moaning. But if you want something done or you need help, they're the most hardworking, genuine people I know. And just, yeah, just lots of valued friends now. Philip, I want to mention the word trust. And trust is a word that when we're doing estate matters comes up time and time again amongst um, our guests. And it's something we find that is unbelievably important with our clients, that they have trust in us that we will tell their story and we will tell it well definitely yeah and uh, you know and I think um, there are going to be you know people in farming who've got different views about things like publicity and and telling their story but there are some great um, I mean there's some great organizations that that work on behalf of uh, farmers and land managers who who can who can work sort of if you like across the sector to promote the, the work that's being done and there are some great ambassadors some great active farmers who who are on on social media who are very keen to talk to people like us and to people like Athwena to get the message out there and I think you know we can't expect everybody to be um, you know the, their job after all is producing farming uh, food and looking after the environment so we we need to work on the the ones that can you know do that job well and build that trust with them so that uh, and they need to in a way be trusted across the, the industry so that um, other farmers know that they're sort of speaking on their behalf uh, and I think you know there is a sense that that is beginning to happen and, and there are some characters and I mean Clarkson's farm is a great example if you like a, a, quite an unlikely figure to become a champion for farming but having a kind of very high profile anyway and then um, you know a kind of attitude which he's confident enough not to worry about upsetting people and and to some extent I think that's been quite refreshing and and he's promoted you know the work that farmers do in in a very novel way which you know is quite rightly earned in plaudits and I think more of those kind of characters locally uh, regionally and, and nationally will come forward and that's also happening as um, the generations change as well it's it's something that you know we're seeing now with uh, some you know younger entrants into farming or people succeeding um, you know their parents on the farm 
sometimes having to, um, you know, work quite hard to get changes made and, and to get this understanding about the importance of, of uh, publicising what they do in a positive way. But I think it is coming and, uh, and, and trust is, is key, absolutely. Athwena Irons from the Western Morning News and Philip Bowen from Core, thank you for joining us on Estate Matters. If your estate or rural business would benefit from the communication support and coverage we've discussed, please contact us via our website, corepr.co.uk.